will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 156th time, I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. We still haven't changed the name yet. Maybe we talk about that at the end of the uh, at the end of the pod. But uh, we are back. Um, just Doug, just Doug this week, and I don't mean just Doug. Like you know, just Doug. I'm saying like it's only me and Doug. One of my chop liver. <laughs> <laughs> I, for whatever reason i can't people are like asking me to do accents like and every accent i do now just comes out as me doing a trevor imp- like me doing my own personal trevor voice <laughs> or a variation of a trevor voice because there are more than one so it is it is uh it's easy to do i mean shit the first two and a half years we met him how often were we just like <laughs> Quoting him and uh, saying stupid, uh, uh, fucking Trevor, fucking Trevor grunts. So yeah. it's, it's easy to it's easy to do. Yeah, no, but I, you know, because I grew up in Australia, and like, can you still do an, like, can you do an Australian accent? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't that that sounds like uh, you know you own a pizzeria on Long Island. Um, <laughs> let me try British. <laughs> well, you're not in New Zealand. And- Australia, they they kind of sound alike, right? So, uh, yeah. Um, so I was dreading tonight, just dreading it for a full week, even to the point where, you know, I I did my little blog post on uh, on Saturday and or Sunday. I think I sent it out Sunday morning, and I got to, I counted down all the games and I got to the the Niners Rams games. And I was just like, I can't believe I have to fucking do a podcast after this game. And now if I were to reread that, it would be, I can't believe I get to do a podcast after this game. Oh my <laughs> God. So anyways, <laughs> um, I, uh, today's game was a, a, uh, a, a, a bout with decorum and um and other things that uh you're supposed to have i was watching uh, i was watching the first quarter basically either in my son's therapy uh his uh, in his speech therapy i'm sitting there on silent uh or the, the ipad's on mute and i'm watching it um shout out to uh DirecTV and AT&T together. You don't have to pay for the streaming. Uh, you don't have to pay for the the DirecTV streaming service. You don't have to pay the data for the DirecTV streaming service if you're watching it. Um, anywho. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so I had to... I can't like throw my iPad across the room and start running around ripping my shirt off in the middle of a therapy session. So I've got to hold it together for the first interception. Um, the first Stafford interception. Run out. Um, I did a Baker Mayfield meme. Um, yep, yep, <laughs> do the Baker Mayfield, you know, just whip out my phone, do the Baker Mayfield meme, and then the Niners score, and I'm like, just kind of like, you know, doing these, and then we're driving home, and I've got the, I got my phone playing on the Bluetooth, 
um, and I'm, you know, glancing down. I may or may not have been glancing down at the screen um, to kind of get a feel for where everything was. But um, the Jimmy Ward pick six, that was <laughs> that when I started going, nyar, nyar, like in the car, <laughs> it scared the seven-year-old. Um, <laughs> so anyways, we had a good game. The Niners yes. did. Congratulations. Glad somebody had a good week. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess the Giants were on a bye, so Trevor probably had a decent week. Yeah. It worked out for him. Yeah. They, they're undefeated. And I think our, the Giants are undefeated and the Lions are undefeated in um, in November. No, no, because the Giants lost to the Chiefs. Never mind. That was on November 1st. Shit. So close. So close. Ugh. Um. Anyways, but uh, some uh, guy who follows me, um, he messaged me. He's like, I just want to post so sorry. I can't wait to post so sorry. I hope this holds. I can't wait to post so sorry. And I'm like, where? I'm like, I know, like, I know so sorry. I'm like, I'm supposed to know this. This guy's a huge 49er fan. I'm like, I'm supposed to know this. And I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, same old sorry ass Rams. And um, <laughs> and I found the I found the clip, and then he sent it to me afterwards. But I found the clip. It was in the nineties. Uh, Dana Stubblefield, he of the um, rape conviction. Um, and there's a bunch of blog posts from like Rams fans. It was like so sorry creator. In uh, you know, sentenced to life in prison for rape, like they got Jesus. some sick pleasure out of Dana Stubblefield, the creator of the Sosar thing. Um, anyway, he he kind of uh, like a like a Shannon Sharp thing was like being like, you know, waving goodbye to the fans, like get the fuck out of here, same old sorry, you know, same old sorry ass Rams. And uh, anyway, it's it's uh, Dana Stubblefield was was really good there for a minute, and then. Turns out turned into a rapist. Um, but anyways, what a performance from the Niners. I know you didn't get to watch much of it, but uh, we get we get Doug's cable back soon. So tomorrow there. Cable and internet. Living like Boom. a damn caveman. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Um, but yeah, Debo crushed. Jimmy played well. The Niners offensive has been playing well for three weeks now. I know we lost to the Cardinals, but the offense was actually playing well. Like the thing that killed them were the Kittle and the IU fumbles. Um, so this is three straight weeks where the offense has been playing well enough to win. And that the, they finally put together a, a complete game against a good team. I'm not counting the Bears as a good team. So a complete game against a good team. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, great. It's good to see the Niners get that. W and now they have a, a pretty good stretch coming up here, right? Five straight winnable games, as far as I'm concerned. Winnable yeah. doesn't mean they have to win them. Doesn't mean they're gonna win them. Um, but two 10 a.m. games on the East Coast uh, is part of the problem. So at Jaguars next week, mm. yep, little trap, little trap game. Mm -hmm. Um, the biggest game of the year. After that home against the Vikings uh -oh. at Seahawks on Sunday night football, or at least it's scheduled for Sunday night football right now. I imagine, what do you think they'll do with that? 
is the Niners Seahawks a big enough rivalry that even if they're in the third and fourth place, third and fourth spots, that they'll they'll hang on to that game? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, obviously, you got to see what other games are on the schedule that week, but Niners Seahawks usually is a pretty good battle, so I would think so. Uh, and then at Bengals, there's that other 10 a.m. game. And then mm-hmm. home against the Falcons. So all those games, uh, uh, the 2019 team would beat all five of these teams. Yeah. Like a, a team that thinks a team that's going to go to the Super Bowl, a team that's going to make a playoff run would beat all five of these teams. You know? Yeah. I, I definitely think uh, the Niners are in a very good position. Uh, especially, I, f- I feel like maybe even the Rams and Cardinals are starting to come back down to earth, even maybe. And the Niners are starting to elevate, to rise. The Rams and Bucks, right, have both lost two straight. Yeah. Is that fucking wild? And, and the Niners have five straight winnable games, but there's another five straight games we need to talk about, right? Yeah. That's to do with the teams tonight. Yeah, the, the Niners. Five and the, basically, uh, they've won five straight against the Rams. Jimmy G has never lost to the Rams. Woo. So Jimmy G's never lost to the Rams, and the Niners are five and zero against the Rams in the last five games. They seem to have Sean McVay's number. It would appear so. And the way they beat this team damn near every single time is they just run the ball down the throats and they use Debo left and right and reverses and and out and running routes and lining him up as a running back. And people laughed at me when I said Debo Samuel could have been our, our best running back this year. I was like that because that was like, I was like trying to think of ways to get the offense going because we just didn't have this when Mostert got hurt we didn't have the speed at running back and this was kind of before Elijah Mitchell was had really asserted himself mm-hmm. like fucking make Debo you know if we're going to if we're a run first team <clears throat> you want our best player to touch the ball the most make Debo the starting running back that'll give Ayuk more touches and get some of the other receivers in there blah 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 blah, blah. but um anyways well we said a, it when uh, he, uh when he was drafted He's, you know, once the ball's in his hands, he's a running back. Like he, the way he carries it and moves and looks like a running back at receiver. So he got cracked a couple times and just like shrugged it off and gained like an extra 15 yards. It happened multiple times tonight. He's my favorite. Kittle, Kittle is a lot of people's favorite player on this team. Warner has his, you know, has his crew, Bosa for sure. But, Debo is my favorite fucking player on this team. And he might be, I mean, he's having the best season of anybody on that team, which says a lot given you've got an all pro tight. Oh, Trent Williams is probably having the best season, but like you've got an all pro tight end an all pro middle linebacker, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Who's come back with a vengeance and is like eight sacks in uh, nine games so far. Like, or maybe it's even nine sacks in nine games. I don't even know. But a lot of guys having good individual seasons for the Niners, and Debo's just – this is his year. This is his breakout year. Nice. Yeah, I'll co-sign that. I'll go ahead and say Debo's my favorite player on the Niners. <laughs> had, a, had a Seahawks fan uh, reach out to me today, and he goes, I hate to admit it, but Debo's better than DK Metcalf. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. 
I wasn't thinking about DK Metcalf tonight, but I mean, sure, you know, go off. I'm good. Yeah. Sure. I'm not fighting you. Yeah. So, so what happened to Matt Stafford? All of a sudden, he's too small. His arm's not strong enough. Was it? What? Yeah. He, dude, he's too he, small. I mean, arm's not strong enough. He can't be elite. He, he's not going to win us a Super Bowl. Oh, or no. Or where's that? Sorry. I, sorry. Like I said, I couldn't watch the game. So I was on Brown's Twitter. So. <laughs> so, but yeah, is that what happened? Is, is he just not big enough? Not strong and doesn't have the arm, not elite. Oh no, he's got OBJ now. Yeah. Who OBJ tonight? A very, very familiar stat line. Two catches, 18 yards. I've seen that before. <laughs> oh, and inner, inner. Oh, and then Safford sucks. He threw that interception. Who cares if Odell Beckham Jr. stopped running on the route? That's forcing forcing the ball to OBJ and turns into an interception. Weird, huh? Yeah. What's oh man? What's OB Senior have to say about that? Where's the Where's the video at? Um, that was that was that was. Was rewarding. that cathartic for you? That, <laughs> a little that, bit. That all feels good. It was a rough weekend. I uh, I've been watching these last two weeks in the back of a skate park, and I'm meeting people for the first time as I've just moved here, and they're figuring out who I am when they're hearing me scream in this back room. <laughs> um, so people were like. The, the the whole there's no like oh we got to get used to Doug being at this new place he, they're used to it now they know who I am, um, <laughs> but yeah no I just can't you know obviously as a Browns fans I can't help but laugh at OBJ's two catches for 18 yards and him giving up on a route that turned into an interception but let's that's that's Stafford's fault he made a hell of a tackle hey hey efforts there yeah. Well, I did the, see a video. Um, I saw a pre a pregame video of him catching balls two handed in pregame warmups. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like he's using both hands in pregame warmups. That's like maybe he's gonna about to fucking go off. <laughs> like he's taking this shit serious. Like no one handers in pregame. Like that's not the OBJ I know. OBJ I know. Um, but yeah, no. So, well, yeah, that's kind of funny. We'll get to the Browns later, but let me just have this. No, yeah. Thing, man. that was great that was great i like i wish i'd had a podcast back for when to ditched out on the niners i mean i wouldn't be, i wouldn't i would not be employable anywhere in the lower 48 states but i for just to be able to record my feelings on that at the time because you know now i look back on to and 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 you you don't have this history with OBJ and this isn't going to happen with you, yeah. but like I look back so fondly on To <clears> is like he was really fun to root for and he was so great and top three all time like blah blah blah. But like I threw that man's jersey in the trash. Like it's the only jersey I've thrown in the trash. I was so fucking mad. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, and I would probably be way more upset if Odell was as good as To or anywhere near it, which I'll maintained for the rest of this podcast and the ones to come that he is not in the same conversation as elite wide receivers in the history of this league. I I mean like it, my, the, the thing with OBJ is that he was a fucking star for those first 3 seasons. Absolutely. And can argue le- that. Legitimately was a guy that I was sitting there going like, cause the Niners were trying to trade up for him yeah, and couldn't get there. And watching him go off with the giants was just like, man, just be electric, right? Like take a six yard slant, 
the whole fucking way um was just electric and that was like that was i was like man i that, that was i wish you fuck i wish they'd been able to pull it off and um and then even then when they traded him to the browns like part of the reason that they didn't send him to apparently the part of the reason that Gettleman didn't send him to the Niners was because he didn't want OBJ to have a, a good career because he didn't want to make it look like he lost the trade. Yeah. And, um, you know, so sending him to the Freddie kitchens Browns was the, was the way to go. Um, anyways, I'm so I'm, I'm bummed that it didn't work out in Cleveland because for, for both sides, like, I think that the he would have been really good for Cleveland, and I think it would have been like, like he could have been like a LeBron style celebrity. Um, LeBron style celebrity is a little strong considering LeBron's from Cleveland, but yeah, um, he could have been a he could have been that that big like face of the organization, face of the resurgence um, thing. I'm 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 bummed it didn't work out because he's fucking yeah. electric. I hope he doesn't catch a pass the rest of the season now. Yeah. But, well, he ne- he never wanted to be there. He's been there's reports coming out. He's been requesting trades from Cleveland for years, like including last off season. So, oh wow. So yeah. So all fuck that stuff. All that stuff's always gonna. <laughs> all that stuff's always gonna leak out after he's gone, just to fucking, you know, just to make make the franchise look. You don't. Here's the thing: the Browns don't need to leak anything to make it look make themselves look good in the OBJ thing. Exactly. Like they just need to play well without him continue to play well with Adam this week aside. Yeah. Um, so you, you were the one pumping the brakes on the podcast about Matt Stafford being like, Hey, you know, we, we may not, this is just not like fucking hand these guys to Super Bowl just yet. You don't have to crown their ass. Um, and now back to back games with one touchdown and two interceptions against good teams that can generate a pass rush can we trust Matt Stafford? I, again, I mean, he's very I mean, talented. That, he's very I, I'm, talented. Not, I, I'm not sure that the last two games would have made you change your mind, so I don't know why I'm asking you this question. Yeah. But, I mean, playing – how many years was he in Detroit? You know, playing that many Nine years for a losing franchise, like, you start to become a loser. <laughs> um <laughs> So it's you know it's no fault of his own, um, but that does I think that def- there's a mental effect being on a, t- a franchise like that for that long. So that so was the- my that was my biggest question is like obviously he's talented enough and if you put the right players and play call around him he can have success, but there's still other stuff to overcome. So and the, he's, uh, the mental the mental effect thing. It's funny that you brought that up. Because I was, he had a quote from this week. So between the two games, like, so after the Titans game and before he threw two interceptions on Monday Night Football against the 49ers that just happened tonight, um, he said, you know, I've got to be better. Those, those are on me. So it was something effective. I've got to be better. Those are on me. I still have a lot of confidence in this club. Bro, you're seven and two. Like, they're the ones that need like th- that that quote is the quote of somebody that's not seven and two but four and five three and six yeah right like that's a detroit lions quote right there like 
Tom Brady wouldn't come out and say, I hate to sound like, I sound like fucking Colin Cowherd right now. Uh, Tom Brady wouldn't come out and say, I've got a lot of faith in this ball club. He'd say, yeah, I played a shitty game. I got to go out and be better. And that, and we'll be, and we'll be better. And that's it. That's the end of the fucking quote, right? Like, yep. Or, you know, I've shown you guys over a long career that, you know, these things don't last. We'll be fine. It'll be okay. Not like I've still got a lot of faith in this club. Why do you need to give your seven and two football team a vote of confidence? That's not how seven and two football teams work. No. So, it, but that like, you know, that kind of like loser autopilot that came out of him right there is, um, is to your point, that kind of loser mentality of, of, oh, I had a bad game. So I've got to say, Hey, I still believe in these guys. No, all these guys fucking believe in themselves. You've got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and you had Robert Woods and Cooper cup. And now you've got an OBJ. Like these guys all fucking believe in themselves. They don't need you to like have confidence in them. Go out there and fucking play good football. Don't throw stupid pick sixes. The pick six tonight wasn't his fault. The one against the Titans certainly was. But yeah. um, anyway, so it was, it, it was good that you brought that up, Doug, because I'd forgotten the quote. I just read it today, and and I'd forgotten it. So um, yeah, no. And then I saw a really good, saw a really great play of uh, Kittle just pancaking Von Miller, who again, as I said on the previous pod, is not as big a signing as other people think. Von Miller to the Rams. He had he had a couple of good plays tonight, but and Kittle's not some guy that you just shrug off. And I think even one of I think Chris Long even said on Twitter, you know, he's like forty four helps. Use check helps on the block, right? Use check kind of like knocks Von Miller off balance, but Kittle is so good, so strong that Von Miller can't recover and just plants him. Um but yeah, they didn't. Uh, they showed him more on the sidelines than they did in the backfield. That's for sure. So, yeah. Um, the uh, the celebrity, the you know, the all-in Rams fell on their fucking face tonight. So, and it was it was, but it, because I'm a Niners fan and I'm I'm a little, you know, I'm a little tortured. I got some PTSD there. Um, that uh, the it never felt like we were in complete control of that game until we got that third, until it got to 17. That's when I was like able to relax a little bit. I'm like, I don't think we're going to give up 17, a 17 point lead. Yeah. Um, 14 points is that's a pick six and a, and a, um, you know, and a, a pick Just six a, and, a, and, and you're in a one score game all of a sudden. So, um, anyways, it was a, it was a, a def- potentially defining win for the Niners. I will be, if they go up to, and again, we've talked on this podcast a bunch about good teams beat the shit out of bad teams. The mm-hmm. 49ers need to go out to Jacksonville and hang 40 on Jacksonville. Like they need to, they need to have a, they need to beat Jacksonville. Like they just beat the Rams. Yes. On the and road. Jacksonville's, Jacksonville's starting to play a little bit better. They're starting to look like a competent football team. So, but that's but that's exactly what I'm saying. Like the Colt, they, the Colts made them look competent. The Bills had a complete letdown against them. The Niners need to go out and and put up thirty. You know, it needs to be another thirty-one to ten game in uh, in Jacksonville. Ten a.m. game on the road. Like they've got some stuff flying in their face. The, the Niners don't have an just because it's Jacksonville doesn't necessarily mean it's an easy game. I mean, they beat the Bills, 
but um, you know, you've got a short week, a Monday night game going into a Sunday Sunday morning game, very short week, early game, West Coast team traveling. Uh, there's 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 excuses here for the Niners, and if they if they let those excuses like you know be used, yeah. then then you know that 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 becomes a really tough point in the season, right? Because now they're four and six. And they can really only afford to maybe lose two more games. And they've still got and if they're losing to the Jaguars, man, like anyways. The yeah. Niners, the Bills are the type of team that I feel like can lose to the Jaguars. The Niners are not the type of team that can afford to lose to the Jaguars. Yeah. So, anyways. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, so last week we did seven layer nachos. We picked our top seven teams in the league. Uh, the Titans won in no particular order. The Titans won, the Bucks lost, the Packers won, Ravens, Cardinals, and Rams all lost. And then the Chargers lost and the Cowboys won. I know I mentioned eight teams there, but you were the one that picked the Cowboys, right? So you actually, your, yeah. your top seven went three and four. Um, Trevor's and mine went two and five. So, anyways, <clears throat> yeah, weird week, weird week ten, weird yeah. wild wild stuff, wild stuff. Yeah, it was it was crazy game or crazy week. Uh, a lot of blowout scores and a lot of upsets. So, but that is that is life in the NFL. We're 
we're getting into it. Teams are dealing with injuries and guys are getting beat up. So teams are starting to wear down a little bit. But yeah, uh, liked, the NFL, any given Sunday. I liked what maybe it was Ryan Clark or maybe it was Riddick. I, I can't remember um, on SVP's after show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about how, you know, the season doesn't really start until mid-November. And here we are, week 10. You've played nine or 10 games. There's somewhere seven or eight games left in the season. And now it's time. Now you've got to figure out um, who you're going to be. And so that's, I go back to that, you know, this five-game stretch for the Niners. These are winnable games for a good team. A winnable, winnable, a winnable stretch for a great team. Um, you know, a good team goes three and two. A great team is going to go four and one or five and zero. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, um, I just want to, you know what? I just want to. I don't for seven layer nachos this week. I just want to name seven quarterbacks that are between the eleventh best quarterback in the league and the twentieth best quarterback in the league. Okay. Just, just, just name some quarterbacks. You want to go? Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of who are my top ten. Um. Stream. I think that's what I want to turn seven layer nachos into now is like more word association. Just, uh, just want to throw out a topic and be like, you know, best team, you know, top seven teams in the league. Pick a good team. Go. And then we'll, uh, you know, somebody in- inevitably is going to say something silly. Sure. Um, I, I'll just I'll I'll say it. Jimmy G. I'm feeling it right now. I think he's a top and he's certainly a top twenty quarterback right now. I yeah, I would agree with that. People people um, might disagree with me. I don't I'm I'm trying to think of like I'm sure I can find ten guys that I would twelve guys that I would want less than Jimmy G. I'm sure of it. I don't want to do it right now, like on air, because that requires like extended thought. And this is just word association. So Jimmy G. Jimmy G's played really well the last three weeks. Really well. Yep. I was going to say that. All right. Who you got? Uh, we'd probably lump Baker in there. Baker's looking pretty 11 to 12 ish right now. There we go. All right. Feeling good. Start with our quarterbacks. Um, um, let's where see would here. you Where would you put? Your next opponent, Trevor Lawrence, is he in that range or top twenty? I don't know. Yeah, does he feel like top twenty-ish to you? I mean, he's not. I mean, not in his rookie year, but he's he's had he's showing some signs. You know, obviously he's the number one pick, but yeah. But I, if, I think... he, if if you were if you were starting a franchise or picking quarterbacks, I think he would be in your top twenty quarterbacks, right? I mean, if if we're doing that, like starting, you know, for the next five years, like that type of thing. But like for week ten in the NFL right now, it's kind of a, you know, who's 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 that? That's how I was envisioning this. But because yes, I like Trevor Lawrence would be up there, and certainly in the top twenty. I mean, shit, man, you, I, I could, I could even put, you know, for the next five years, I'd even put Trey Lance in there, and we've only seen him throw like. 25 passes um mm. but uh so baker jimmy what about, what about ryan Tannehill? see top 10 
No, I think I think he's right there in that in that eleven to twenty ish range. Um, Kirk Kirk Cousins, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, would you put Matt Ryan in your top twenty right now? Matt Ryan in my top twenty, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I would. He'd be he's he's borderline top ten, right? He's having a pretty decent year. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd go that high with him. I mean, there's some. Yeah, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go top ten for him. I wouldn't go top ten. Is Derek Carr? What? Which? Is he in the the the, the teens or is he in the top ten? This if, for basing off this year, he's top ten for sure. Okay. Um, um, he's like top five this year right now, like stats wise, isn't he? Yeah, it's just like it's starting to cut. The wheels are starting to come off. It's like the, are catching up. Yeah. The um, the game the game against the Chiefs was was uh, like he was just chucking the ball in the middle of the field to nobody. Um. Okay. I'll tell you who I'll put in there after this fucking weekend is McCorkle. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, McCorkle. For sure. Was, he was McCorkling in that first half. I mean, the Browns played like shit. They were, you know. Patriots were seven for seven on third down. That's why we got our asses kicked and handed to us in that first half. But I kind of was look, going back and I was like, I mean, only two of those third downs, like the receiver was like open, open. Like a lot of those, he was putting it on the money. He really, he impressed the shit out of me on in the first half of the Browns game. I, I mean, I was absolutely furious, screaming profanities and scaring <laughs> my dog watching that game. But in hindsight, after I've cooled off, like, Dude, Mac Jones played great. Like he looked in, really in, good in the back of a skate park in North Carolina. Yep, yep. It's funny too because like I take my dog with me everywhere. So I have a I have a silver lab, and he's very social. Like like saying hi to all the kids at our you know the place I left in San Diego. He's doing the same thing here. So all these kids are like, we want to see the dog. And my business partner Bo is just like. Uh, don't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not the dog that's no, scary. No, no. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, w- I would say, I mean, Mac Jones is, as far as I'm concerned, offensive rookie of the year. Okay. Yeah. I'll give it to him. So, yeah, I got him in, in that 11 to 20 Even range over right Jamar now. Chase? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Dude, he like he's accurate. He gets it out quick. He's perfect for the Patriots system. Like, there's there's still a lot to be, a lot of games to be played and all that. But he's he's looking like the court out of the guys that are playing right now. He's looking like the best rookie quarterback. But five years, it could be a whole different. I mean, this is there is a huge gap. I mean, this is him being the best rookie quarterback is as much about falling into the perfect situation for him as anything else right and it's like if if the patriots had the ninth pick in the draft do you think the patriots take justin fields or mccorkle uh i i mean they're pretty smart so maybe they do take mccorkle i don't know who knows i don't know yeah um, interesting that you'd, you'd put him in there in the, in the offensive rookie of the year. Like he's, he's been efficient. 
right? But like his QBR is only a 51, so average. 13 TD, seven interceptions, nothing crazy there. I know the Patriots run the ball a lot. Like I, I sat <clears throat> Ramondre, you were you Ramondre of my of my Jeep. Um, <laughs> uh, I sat him and and shouldn't have, and that might have cost me some fantasy stuff this this week. Well, he almost um, didn't play. He was a game time decision. Uh, from like a concussion, yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, I'm. Just, I mean, McCork will impress the hell out of me. Is basically what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but yeah, 68. He's leading the rookie quarterbacks in completion percentage, passing yards, and touchdowns. So the um the I've got people. You know, I was fairly outspoken about the Niners not taking McCorkle, and mm-hmm. again, it had. It's a good thing I've got a podcast, so if I ever wanted to, I could just go back and say, see here where I said I didn't think he was going to be bad. I just didn't want him on my team. I still stand by that to the point where somebody even said, somebody tweeted tonight, um, excellent performance by uh, 49ers quarterback Mac Jones tonight. Um, Because Jimmy, Jimmy was doing what Mac Jones would have been asked to do this year. And I think like... This was the whole argument against Mac Jones was that sure he'd come in and he could probably if you were going to draft Mac Jones you could have just traded Jimmy or or cut Jimmy and saved the money and spent that money elsewhere maybe on I don't, I don't know a secondary so that would have worked out for this season um, but we got to see where it works out the rest of the way and and that's where that kind of ceiling versus just giving yeah. the same shit like I think Mac Mac playing as well as Jimmy G right now is a testament to how good Mac Jones is coming out of college. But like, I mean, how much Emmy's brain, his brain is going to get better. His processing is going to get better, but like physically he's not going to be any different than he is right now. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, you can, you can win games with that guys. I mean, there's a reason that the Patriots were always rumored to be back in on Jimmy G was they wanted that kind of like, accurate pocket passer to run their run their offense so and now they've won five games in a row and look pretty fucking good <laughs> yeah um one last quarterback to mention in our 11 20 range jalen hurts i you know what i was thinking of him i was thinking of him um and 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 yeah no i don't want to say i don't even want to say his name Oh, here. Let me let me lob this one. In. Is Big Ben a top twenty quarterback right now? No. Okay. I'm in no, no. mood to fight. I'm in no mood to fight. <clears throat> Who do you, do you have him over Carson Wentz? That was the other name that I was going to be like. You know. Who? I guess if I've got like, would I rather have Jimmy or Carson Wentz? Probably Jimmy. And they both play, they both throw, make absolutely terrible fucking decisions some of the time. Yeah. Um, they're, they're probably on that same level. Like, you know, that like 18, 19, 20 might be, you know, maybe one of them's at 21, right? If we were to, if we were to go in 21. But that that tier of, you know, you can kind of rely on the, you, you can rely on these guys to do something stupid at least once a game. Um, is is that you know is is what you get like good quarterbacks you can rely on to do something stupid, 
is that 15 to 22 range in the league. There's just, there's yeah. a lot of good. That's those aren't bad quarterbacks in the 15 to 22 range. They just do something stupid more often than the rest of the guys. Yeah. <clears throat> so Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, um, uh-huh. and Joe Burr are the only guys that have more touchdown th- passes than Carson Wentz this year right now. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, Wentz, I mean, he just, I don't know. He, yeah, he just he just has bad play. Like you said, just some of his plays are just bad, and those tend to stick out in your mind. But he's not having a terrible year number-wise. Right. 17 touchdowns, the three interceptions. 121 rushing yards and a touchdown. He's got the five fumbles, but so does Josh Allen. Josh Allen's numbers are very similar to Carson Wentz's numbers this year, other than he's got twice as many rushing yards. So about the same amount of passing yards. 17, both both have 17 touchdown passes, five picks, both have five fumbles, but Allen's got more rushing yards and two more rushing touchdowns, so. But yeah, Carson Wentz is doing okay, I guess. I'm just curious. I'm curiously uh, doing some Googling right now. God damn, I got to log into this fucking thing. I've already logged into this. This is my goddamn account. Why don't you remember it? I clicked the button. It says remember me, and yet you never remember me. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, yeah, Josh Allen, 99.6 rating. Carson Wentz, 97.9. Jimmy G, 93.5. Jimmy G has the better yards. Jimmy G is like top five all time in yards per attempt, which is like the holy grails, like one of the holy grail stats right now. And he's top five all time in yards per attempt. Whammy. It's like him, Mahomes, and like Deshaun Watson are the top three or some shit like that. I know there's air yards and all this other stuff, but like there's something you said for just putting the ball on a guy and he's a very, he's got a quick release and he's very accurate. Um, anyways, this is anyways, Jimmy had a good game today and I'm, I'm riding high. So I'm going to leave him in my top 20. I like it. Uh, best excuse in a losing performance. We'll move on to some of the awards. Um, I've got Rams. It's really hard to beat your daddy. Um, Raiders, same excuses last week. Steelers, what do you mean we didn't lose? <laughs> lost. Um, Seahawks, Russ was hot, you soulless creep. And uh, Saints, you're not going to believe us, but the ref screwed us. I just, I just want to, just want to mention here real quick yes. that so I posted about Russ, Russell. Jay Wilson's. I don't even know if Jay's his middle name, but I'm just going to go with Jay. Um, Russell J. Wilson's four yards per attempt yesterday, which was the same as Aaron Rodgers' four rushing yards per attempt, um, as being bad. And people were in the comments getting sad because Russell will somebody somebody said that, and you're sitting there with Dorito crumbs on your chest. I'm like, well. Don't need Doritos, but okay. Good try. Um, uh, they got sad because Russell Wilson was hurt and he was coming off an injury. And I would 
I would just like to say, Russ, if you're listening, this is your mm. fault. You know, if if you're hurt, Big Ben does this perfectly. I talked a lot about Big Ben for some reason in a, in, in a week he did not play due to COVID. Um, and the Steelers tied the, the Lions, uh, I should mention. Um, but Big Ben does this. He he plays this perfectly. He wraps his fucking shoulder in ice. He wraps his non-throwing shoulder in ice. He's got a fucking pack of ice down his junk to like his both his knees are wrapped, his ankles. He's like he's an he's like an ice mummy. Yeah. Anytime he gets a hit for any reason, he's back there. Strap on the fucking ice. Let's do this right. Um. Whereas Russ. Russell J. Wilson is out there like posting like inspirational fucking Instagram fucking videos of like the pin that they pulled out of his hand and like meeting with the doctor who's going to who's going to, you know, sign off that he's back and ready to play. He's not on the injury report at all, which is a league rule that if he's banged up and limited that he's got to be at least questionable to play. Right. If he's got an injury, he's got to he's got to be on the injury report. So are the Seahawks breaking league rules or was Russell Wilson healthy? I don't know, but Bears further investigating. Um anyway, if this was Russell if this was Big Ben and Big Ben had surgery on his finger to reattach a tendon or whatever the fuck happened, Big Ben would have milked the shit out of this. And not in a, I'm the greatest healer in the world. He would have like gone out for the coin flip still wearing a cast. With like a they would have had to like <clears throat> saw the cast off him right before the game. And then he'd be shaking his hand. He'd be looking at it. He'd be like doing all these like little things to just make sure that you know he's in a lot of pain. But not Russell Wilson. I mean, they scored zero points. <clears throat> But th- they still, they out. still haven't scored this week. The, the, no. the Seahawks still haven't scored this week, is what you're telling me. S- still, weird because the Niners just put up 31 on Monday Night Football. But anyways, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, no, they definitely didn't score this week. Yep, checking notes, checking notes, no points. Uh, DK Metcalf did get ejected though, <sighs> and tried to sneak back on the field. <laughs> Old Bobby Valentine wearing the wearing the mustache and fake nose. Um, anyways, so I'm a soulless creep because I made a meme about Russell Wilson uh, playing terribly when he was not on the injury report and after he posted on social media and told everybody that he could that through probably divine intervention, he was good to go for this game. And then it's like people in the comments like, he wasn't even taking snaps from under center because of his finger. It's like, okay, well, then the Seahawks are breaking league rules and they probably need some form of punishment. Like, and, I think they have to keep Pete Carroll for five more years. And and you're on record. We have it's documented. You you've called this guy an MVP caliber quarterback plenty of times. Right, right. So, so what are they mad at where, you for? Like, I get you know. I can see some frustration because he didn't put up any points and maybe they're like, Oh, I don't want to hear it from not Joda this week, but, um, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, it's listen, I get what it's like to lose. 
not this week i don't but i understand what it's like to lose mm-hmm. i understand what it's like to be shut out probably somewhere it's happened i'm sure um but again not this week and so it's fresh for them and not for me maybe i'm just not being empathetic that couldn't be no not you always considering other people's feelings and how I can hurt them. I mean, um, (laughs) (laughs) all right. So who had the best excuse in a losing performance? I'm going to go with, this is just the Raiders award from here on out. As far as I'm concerned, I'm going to put the Raiders in here every fucking time they lose. And every single time it's going to be, this is the season from hell. That's it. Yeah. John Gruden, John Gruden's trying to sue the NFL and Roger Goodell. It was, uh, because of how selective they were in releasing his emails and not in any of the other ones. Yeah. Well, and then, and, and, uh, and then obviously rugs and all that stuff. Arnett. But what happened there? The their other first round pick was kicked off the team because he was like on video with a gun, like threatening people and shit. Like it's a whole thing. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh Arnett? yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of their first round picks from 2020 are no longer on the team due to. Um, are you, you know, talking about the cornerback from the Ohio State? I, Doug, it's the. Oh. It's pronounced the. Ah. The. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I don't have a coaching to lose the game this week. I have no bones to pick with anybody. I can't think of <clears throat> any off the top of my head that kind of went crazy. There were so many blowouts this week that what the fuck are you going to do? There's a few sad field goals that's my favorite thing a big cat one of the barstool guys he calls them sad field goals it's my favorite thing like when you're down three scores and it's fourth and 15 from the 17 yard line or some shit and uh you kick a field goal just to put some points on the board he calls them sad field goals and i and i would love to improve on it but it's so simple and perfect i love it so much what are your what are your thoughts on Running the ball, opening drive, four carries, 58 yards for your running back, and you score a touchdown pretty easily on the first drive, and then you completely abandon the running game the rest of the game. Is that coaching lose the game? Because that's what the Browns did. I was going to say, do you score the rest of the game, and does the other team score 45 points? (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Um, Browns, the the play calling has has been pretty suspect this year. A A lot of question marks for my guy Stefanski so far this year. I mean, what's that about? Like, no idea. I can't. I can't understand it. It's part of the reason why we don't need OBJs because we have a phenomenal run game, and then we run it. We <clears throat> same thing we did to the Bengals the week before. First drive looks like the exact same team, and then we just second series four and five wide receiver sets passing the ball. But yeah, that was ugly. The Niners ran the ball forty-four times today. Yeah. Jimmy, what, threw at 180-something yards and two touchdowns? That's, like, the stat line that I'm always happy with with Baker. Like, 200 yards, two touchdowns, you know, not attempting more than 25 pass attempts. That's what our team is about. But not – something happened after the first drive. I don't know. The Browns. Yeah, 15 of 19, 182 yards, 79% completion percentage, two touchdowns. 141 yep. rating. That's what you want for a West Coast <laughs> offense team. You want to run the ball and 
do your play actions and yeah. Um, All right, let's see here. What else we got? Um, unexpected performance of the week here. Your nominees. I've got Jamal Adams tying Vince Wolfork for career interceptions. Uh, Jimmy Ward doubling his entire career's interceptions in one quarter. Um, he hadn't had an interception in five years, Doug, and then got two in the first quarter against uh, Matthew J. Stafford. Um, the uh, Browns. Uh, I've added here is unexpected performance of the week. And then Matt Stafford, not just for being garbage, but for being garbage in garbage time. I mean, that's where you make your money, Matthew Stafford, Matthew J. Stafford. I don't understand how Matt Stafford isn't good in garbage time. Like him being garbage in garbage time is is really weird to me. Yeah. Um, But a lot of weird stuff this week. Strange week. Strange week. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Jamal Adams catching a catching a ball. That's gonna be my thing. Yeah, tying <clears throat> tying Wentzville Vince Wilfork for career INTs. That's pretty funny. That's good. Yeah, I like it. That seems right. The um and and listen, I know that him and Jimmy Ward had the same amount of interceptions going into this week and now that jimmy now jimmy ward has one more than jamal adams i understand that from a principal standpoint <laughs> the difference is is that we don't get to see jimmy ward not catch balls that go off his face mask on national no. television so that's why jamal adams gets you most unexpected performance of the week award and not jimmy ward um New segment. I th- I kind of debuted this segment last week. <clears throat> um, just going to call it Taint Junction. Okay. I like it. Um, I just realized I put Junction, like junk, Taint Junction. That's fucking perfect. I'm a genius. <laughs> um, the Cousins Curse hits. Uh-oh. Sorry to the Charger fan. Yep, um, he's, he's they're upset. I'll say they, they're upset. There's oh, there's is... like two, there's three. I'm are, a nice are guy. they? Are you hiding them in your attic, Doug? Like, did you take them with you to North Carolina? How do you know there's more than one? Well, there's the um, one guy that's always got the bolt thing on his head, and then he's got a couple buddies. So, I guess yeah, you might be right. They but yeah. let's they can if they can fit in a medium to large size van. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they could they could field a starting you know, a starting squad for for a basketball team, but not for a, an MLB team or a baseball team. Put it put it that way. They could have a very nice doubles tennis match. Um they we couldn't really do we couldn't rank Charger fans eleven through twenty like we did quarterbacks. That's not an option. Right. The, like you would be comfortable at a blackjack table with all of the Charger fans. Like it wouldn't be crowded, but there'd be enough people there that it's not just you and the dealer. Yeah, like if you have a comfortable living room, every Chargers fan has a seat. Yeah, no, no folding chairs for yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, so the Cousins Curse hits. Um, uh, 
Nacho's taint just went crazy this week. <laughs> went absolutely Richter. Um, in our little picks draft, I drafted the Cardinals, who got beat by the Panthers. I drafted the Rams, who you might have heard us talk about, lost 31-10 to 10 to the 49ers. I drafted the Chargers, who somehow lost to Kirk Cousins. I drafted the Broncos, who somehow lost to the Eagles after destroying the Cowboys. And I lost to the Seahawks, who didn't even score a point. Through no fault of... It's certainly not Russell Wilson's fault, because he came back and played hurt. Yeah. Just like you said on social media. Doug, I, I had a draft where I... I pick this. This shouldn't be possible, man. Every time it came around <laughs> to me, I had the opportunity to pick a team that I thought had the best chance of winning of any other team in the league that had not already been picked. And every single one, I I wonder what the bet would have won if you had parlayed all those together. Cardinals, Cardinals. So you'd you'd be betting on the Panthers, 49ers, Vikings, Eagles, Vikings, Eagles, and Packers. No one's making that bet, right? So yeah, dude, it's the taint is real. So is my is my taint then? Stronger than Kirk Cousins' curse in a bill. So, if it is my taint strong enough to make Kirk Cousins beat a good team, because that's what it feels like. That's what it smells like. If so, I may have these. Like, can you? Is, is it possible to have a strong taint? Yes. Like, is there are there weak taints and strong taints? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. In my okay. experience, well, I, yes. I have a strong taint. And you're proving that. <laughs> <laughs> week in and week out. <laughs> taint oh, speaks for your taint, taint speaks in for the itself. NFL community. <laughs> oh my God. This is all being recorded and I'm gonna publish this. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> um <laughs> So many blowouts this week. Bills, Jets, Chiefs, Raiders, 49ers, Rams, Patriots, Browns, Cowboys, Falcons. Uh, I'm just going to count Steelers, Lions as a blowout. Uh, Panthers, Cardinals, and then here's a question. 17 nothing blowout or not? Um, it's more of the two scores, yeah. That's enough for me. Like, because 34-17 feels like a blowout, and it's the same amount of point differential, 17-nothing. I mean, this is the NFL. All these teams should be... I mean, these blowouts like this shouldn't happen. I know they do happen. That's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, at least seven three-score games. Yeah. That's a lot. What a stupid weekend of football. <laughs> um, okay, but like Cam is back. So it's not yeah. like 
Two touches? Two touches. Two touches, two touchies. Yeah, they, they smoked the Cardinals, man. What, 34 to 10 or something? Yeah. Holy shit. Not going to lie, that score, that that result was giving me anxiety. Because I was sure the Niners were losing tonight. And then the Colt McCoys got destroyed by the Panthers. And I'm just, I was basically just sitting there fucking fuming, going, that Colt McCoy game is going to be the game that real, that was the nail in the coffin game. Yeah. Like that was the game we just couldn't come back from. Cause now we'd be three and seven. Three, no, we'd be three and six right now. Um, if we'd lost to the Rams and the Cardinals. But instead, yeah. we beat the Rams 31 to 10, um, which is the fifth state time that we've beaten the Rams. Um, how do you feel about ties in the NFL? I'll like them. <laughs> uh, we had another rookie not knowing that the NFL didn't have another overtime to see Najee Harris was unaware yeah. of the overtime rules. Um, does that does I'm starting to get used to that enough that like it's starting to not bother me, especially because college football they don't have ties, right? No. They just they college football just changed their overtime rules. They do uh I think they have one or two normal overtimes and then starting in the third over and I'm I might be wrong about this, but starting in the third overtime it's just the teams going back and forth for two point conversions. So oh. they, yeah, they don't do that. Like everybody starts at the 20 on every fucking thing. No, they only do that. I think they only do that for the first two overtimes. Then starting in the third overtime, it's just two point conversions. Now that's why that, what was it? Penn state and some other mediocre big 10 team. They went to like nine overtimes earlier this year. It's like, oh my god, two point conversions. Oh my god, it's nine overtimes. I was like, nah, it's like two overtimes and then a bunch of extra, you know, a bunch of two point conversions. That's the lamest fucking shit I've ever heard. Yeah, it didn't make the game. It didn't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's made the game any better. Do they switch sides of the field every time? I like. Are they walking ninety six so. yards? The for other four direction, yards. For, for every two, other play, two plays, four yards, and I don't think so. So they're just like they're just like it's it's some one team is in the the the, the, the left end zone every single time, and they just rotate out the offense and defense. Or do they have like the offense and defense post up on different ends of the field, and then I'm I'm really curious how the teams handle this and how it's supposed to be handled. I never want to watch it. Teams will be required to run a two-point conversion play after a touchdown when the game reaches a second overtime period. Uh, previously, a two-point attempt was required after the third overtime period. Oh, so it's not just two-point attempts. It's like you have to go for two if you score a touchdown? That No, that's how it used to be. Now I think they just do the two points. That's terrible. I hope you're wrong. Which would be the first time on this podcast. I think you've been wrong. I just hope you're wrong. Yeah. Because yeah. that sounds worse. That sounds even dumber than the NFL overtime. Yeah. yeah. 
Because the NFL overtime used to be 15 minutes, and now it's 10. Right. <laughs> because of player safety. But then the same fucking league added an entire whole ass game to the season. Like, so it's like, hey, we're going to shorten overtime, which every team is going to play maybe once. So we're going to save them five minutes of football on overtime a year, but we're going to give them an extra 60. And we're going to try and negotiate with the NFL players union to give them another 60 on top of that. So here's your five minutes that you're saving your knees because we're shortening overtime. And that's if it makes it to the last five minutes of overtime. And yeah. on the flip side, we're going to, we're going to take 120 minutes and that's just, again, the NFL. Yeah. The NFL. <coughs> well, um, I'd love to sh- throw this to Trevor right now for hockey corner. I'm sure there's a bunch of interesting things going on in, in hockey, I guess. Yeah. Hockey. I guess I don't have to find a s- stupid picture of hockey this time. Yeah, I mean, Giants ran a bye. Trevor took a bye on the podcast this week. I think we can give Hockey Corner a, a bye. Ho- hockey Corner gets a bye. All right. Yeah. Um, well, to um, everybody who showed up for the live stream that didn't put on Instagram, thank you. Um, come back next week. Or not even next week. Come back Thursday. We'll be here. Yeah. Doing our pick doing our picks draft and reacting to what is the game this Thursday? NFL uh the Patriots. Schedule. I think they play the Jets. Oh God, really? I think that's what it is. Let me see here. Week eleven. Oh, I don't have internet. <laughs> <laughs> it is oh it's it's Patriots at Atlanta. At Atlanta. All right. What kind of fuck? There is no God. What did Atlanta do to deserve this? One week. So Atlanta was down 28-3 this week. To Dan (laughs) Quinn. Uh Uh-oh. To a Dan Quinn team. And then the week after, they're down 28-3. And their Twitter account literally tweeted out, we know, we know, <laughs> just just we know, we know. The following week, four days later, they have to play New England. That's terrible. Yeah, it's kind of poetic. It's romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how'd you and your mother meet? <laughs> Twenty-eight to three. Hey, I'll oh, be able to. Wa- I'll be able to watch a primetime game for like the first time in like three weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> All right. Well, um, pleasure as always, Doug. And we'll see you Thursday, buddy. I'll be there. All right, man. Later, bud. All right. Later. Later.